the talk show. There's the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. Time now for our discussion around skills development and uh, how the wholesale and retail CETA are playing their part. It's one of the CETAs that have been charged with the responsibility of building skills and aid economic development. And Ndate Joel Dukhole, the CEO of the CETA, joins us in the studio. Ndate, thank you so much for your time. Welcome onto the talk shop. Good evening, Master Shaba, and good evening to your listeners. Dr. Joel, let's talk about uh, what the wholesale and retail CETA has achieved so far. There's been a lot of criticisms leveled at CETAs that they're not playing their part, that they're not contributing to economic development and building skills. Well, the CETAs have been around for close to 13 years now, Mm -hmm. so they are fairly new institutions. And uh, our seat has also been around for 13 years. And over the years, we've uh, been able to uh, ensure that uh, companies in the wholesale and retail sector train their employees. Almost about 400,000 people who are employed in the sector are trained through uh, a grant we call the mandatory grant. So we... We go out and we get companies to report on their training and then we are able to pay them back their money. It's been close to maybe about, uh, not not maybe about uh, uh, 50% of the levies that uh, CITAS get, that we get. Uh, Besides the mandatory grant, which uh, is basically uh, driven by companies, we as a CITA also have our own programs which... uh, we call discretionary uh, grants or mm-hmm. discretionary projects. So over the years, we've been able to put through many young people through skills programs, uh, learnership uh, programs. Uh, I mean, for an example, last year, we were able to enroll close to about 8,000 young people in uh, learnerships and skills programs. We were, we were able to qualify or uh, uh, 7,000 were able to go through uh, the programs. And in addition to this, you also have the International Leadership Development Program. Tell us about that. Well, the, the leadership program is what we, we call uh, perhaps our Mercedes-Benz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rolls-Royce. It's our Rolls-Royce uh, program. Uh, it takes uh, about 40 senior managers who are really exposed internationally. They go through a program which runs uh, for seven to eight months. Uh, we've been doing this in partnership with uh, GIPS. So it's, it's a well, well-respected well uh, program. Even uh, CEOs of uh, large retailers uh, uh, tell us that when these uh, senior managers come back from the program, they're able to make a, a meaningful contribution uh, in their organizations. And some of them get promoted to senior positions. Who is eligible for the um, International Leadership Development Program? Well, it's, it's targeted uh, firstly at uh, uh, blacks, uh, those that are in senior management. So those uh, candidates who companies have already earmarked them for big things or for senior positions uh, with a lot of experience in the wholesale and retail sector. Uh, now, some of them may not have a formal qualification, Although we, we do insist on a qualification, um, you know, a post-metric qualification, uh, we even 
consider degrees, but we take uh, into account the fact that uh, a lot of people could be in the sector, uh, they joined the sector, they thought they were there for a few years, but they've stayed, and Mm -hmm. during the years they've gone through several programs. So we take all that into account, but we we're exposing these uh, senior managers, uh, we put them through a leadership uh, program that will broaden their horizon. Because these are the key people that are going to take the wholesale and retail sector forward. But I understand as well that there is the truly international element to it, uh, where they go to Canada and China as yes. well. What what does this add to the program? What are they exposed well, to in these countries? Well, firstly, the, well, they spend about three to four weeks overseas. It's very intensive. They meet with uh, top retailers. CEOs of organizations, executives, so they are able to interact with them, learn from them, but they also are able to impart uh, their knowledge about mm-hmm. uh, the sector because, uh, uh, you know, our sector is also quite advanced. The retail sector is advanced. So that interaction is able and en- en- enables them to be broad-minded, to benchmark what uh, we do in South Africa. Uh, but also um, they have a one-week program, intensive also in, uh, for instance, in the U.S. they go to Penn State, which is uh, regarded as one of the top uh, supply chain management institutions. And then in China, they go to what they call the SIPs, which is China Europe uh, Business School, which is one of the top uh, business schools in China. So the group splits into two. Mm-hmm. They're 40. 20 go to the U.S. Uh, they go to Toronto, Canada. And the other 20 go to China, India. And really it's more to make sure that uh, they, we, we're able to know what's going on in, in the world. Uh, besides, I mean, uh, international companies are now investing in South Africa. Mm-hmm. The retailers are here. Uh, is it Zaha? Zaha is here, uh, Walmart is here, and so we are able to make sure that uh, when they come back, they're able to uh, impart the skill and knowledge. But we're also talking about a sector that has many casual workers. I mean, the retail sector sees, it's, it's almost seasonal in terms of when casual workers are brought on board. Um, there's large numbers of part-time workers. And one will hear these large groups saying that we don't get the same benefits as the full-time employees. We don't even get the, the training. Um, and we are deprived of taking advantage of, um, you know, any any skills development uh, initiatives like um, those initiated by the wholesale and retail sector. Uh, Asita, are you, lo- are you looking at this particular challenge? Well, the, the training is, is open to everybody. It's open to unemployed people. It's open to those that are already working in the sector who are interested in improving themselves. So there isn't uh, that uh, discrimination as to whether you're casual or you're, you're part-time. Uh, most of the companies do afford mm-hmm. these uh, part-time people the opportunity uh, to learn. I mean, if you're a part-timer or you come in for a short period, uh, there is training. I mean, otherwise you won't be able to operate in the sector if you are not trained. But uh, when we talk about training, in, we, we talk strictly about uh, training that leads to a qualification. Uh, so 
it is open to 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 everybody mm-hmm. but of course uh, remember that companies also uh, want to make sure that they are able to to grow their skills pool uh, so in most cases they may came, come in as part timers but they end up if they've shown interest and a good attitude to stay in the sector uh, they stay in the sector but many Employees are not aware of this, and, and when, we talk, when I talk about employees, I'm talking about uh, the casuals that come in through the different agencies. So they're not necessarily employees or affiliated with that particular company within the retail sector. Um, I don't want to call them labor brokers, but they, they are agencies that will provide um, workers to the different uh, um, retail companies in the country. How does the wholesale and retail sector then interact with these agencies? Well, in fact, um, I, I mean, I can talk about a company called uh, Smolin, which is uh, basically uh, providing uh, skilled people to to your retailers. So if you walk into all the major retailers, you find these people who may not necessarily be uh, full-time or pay on the payroll mm-hmm. of these large uh, agent, uh, or, uh, companies, mm-hmm. But they come through uh, these companies like, uh, for instance, uh, uh, Smolin. And that company, uh, over the years, have trained many of these, what we call part-timers. But they've actually ensured that they get the qualification and they are able to place them in the different companies. And perhaps one of the reasons that um, uh, retailers are, are successful is because they've been provided with uh, skilled people. So these companies, um, they may be called labor brokers or agencies, but they have also made it to the point that they take in unemployed people, they train them. Uh, as I said, last year we went through about 8,000 uh, young people who went through programs, and these agencies have also taken those so they, they have this uh, pool of uh, young people who, mm-hmm. although they get placed in different organizations, uh, they do have the skills. I want to quickly wrap up with Mo Ali. Um, the game has ended between Mauritania and Gabon uh, for an update, and then we're going to be wrapping up as we uh, sign out with the uh, WNR CETA inaugural awards. I want to talk about those. The Talk Shop. Thanks so much. Well, we're talking to Dade Joel Duhole, CEO of the Wholesale and Retail CETA, and we're looking at skills development in the CETA. Dade Duhole, tell us about uh, the inaugural awards, the Wholesale and Retail CETA inaugural awards. Well, uh, after 13 years, we have decided to uh, have these awards. We call them Good Practice Awards. So we will recognize... Uh, companies, retailers, small, large, medium, that have really uh, been at the forefront of skills development in, in the sector. We will also rec- recognize um, um, providers because, you know, without uh, accredited providers, uh, we wouldn't have all these uh, uh, qualifications mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. our sector. So the several companies that have distinguished themselves over the years and have played a key role in making sure we, we build the skills pool in the wholesale and retail sector. And then, of course, we'll recognize uh, small companies. You know, uh, 87% of the 65,000 retailers uh, in our sector are small retailers. And uh, the majority 
of them are now participating, um, and we, we think it's important that we also recognize those uh, uh, contributors mm-hmm. in our sector. So we, we really are looking forward, uh, as I say, it is uh, the first time. Uh, it's never late. Uh, we should have done it uh, much earlier, but uh, we're happy that we will do it this year, and we will hopefully have a a good gala evening where we can invite all the media people to come and showcase uh, uh, some of these uh, good things that are happening in in, in the sector and in our country. Dade, we definitely want to hear from you after the awards in terms of who got what, and it's it's an amazing incentive scheme for the retailers themselves to get involved in skills development, uh, just for the recognition as well. Um, I've got an SMS coming in that talks about puzzle shops and and hawkers, informal traders. I think what we need to do is organize to get you back into our studios again, and we really have a a, a more robust discussion around this. Thank you so, so much for your time this evening. Thank you. That's the CEO of the Wholesale and Retail and that's how we wrap it up tonight thank you so much to the team and our technical producer up next it's Karen Key Karen